Welcome to the podcast today. It is Tuesday, August 10th, a couple of minutes before three o'clock. Thanks for finding us today. Um, the long way to return of our incredible astrologer. Yay! astrologist, Janet Amid. Um, in about 30 minutes or so, we'll text her up and good to have her back on. We haven't been able to connect because she's got a busy schedule and... You know, things on this side as well. We've got to do timing. How are you this Tuesday afternoon, my dear? You know, I'm not bad. I'm pretty good today. I've got some stuff done and, you know, work has been busy. I'm ready to go home. But I haven't been ready to go home until just now. So that's pretty good because normally like 8.05 a.m. I am ready to go home. You're ready to go home? I'm ready to go. Um, So there's some... Some Hollywood stuff that I'd like to talk about, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. And they're big stories you probably know about. The one is from a couple of weeks ago, and I think we we talked uh, about it briefly, but then other people hopped into it. Um, also, you know what? Let's let's start with the... I'll come to the super fun thing in just a second, but first, um, how and why do you steal an ATM... Because you want money. You know, I actually know somebody personally that served time for that. Okay. Um, well, in, a, in another city. So, I would not steal an ATM if I were going to steal anything. Because for, you're going to destroy a lot of property. That's going to be a huge problem. Two, when you, you, you tie it to something and then you just start pulling it. That's got to be problematic. And you're going to destroy things as that's swinging mm-hmm. on the road. And then you've got to mm-hmm. get it open, which I'm guessing if you're going to steal an ATM, you're not too dumb to figure out how to open it up. It just seems like taking the money out of the register or holding somebody up would be a lot easier. So, like, do you attach it to your car and then drag it for, like, a while until you can get somewhere to safely put it in the trunk? Or... I I have lots of questions and (laughs) if you're just robbing a place it's possible you leave on foot but you're leaving in a vehicle and this is why I want video cameras and surveillance everywhere Mm -hmm. not that it should be that hard to find people like like you go over to your boy's house and you're like hey man is that an ATM yes it is we stole it I mean it's, it's a stolen ATM I mean these things shouldn't be too hard to track down um, and it's not like you walk in with some kind of ski mask and you're all disguised and you yank the, the register, you take all the money. This is not like an in and out kind of thing. Like this takes some time. Mm-hmm. Way too much thought to people stealing ATMs. Of course, they're stolen from stab and goes. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. And then, but I get why they steal like those ATMs at like um, gas stations and corner stores. Because they, some of them don't have limits. Like some of them don't have, uh, like when you go to like Key Bank. So say I'm going to Key Bank. Before I couldn't take out more than like $500 or $400. Where I remember specifically once I had to pay Thomas's mom's like um, bill at the nursing home. And it was something like $1,300. And I took it all straight out of her account from one of those ATMs. Because they don't have limits. I get so it. They ha- I- Go ahead. And it, it, I think, it, well, and most of the bank ATMs are like embedded into a building. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know who would be a good person to talk to about this? Thomas, if he can, because you know that's what he does. Like he services ATMs 
and um, businesses and takes cash and puts cash back and has to read it. He can tell you like what ATM is short, like this ATM is coming up short this week. Therefore, like the amount of cash taken in and distributed out is not balancing. Well, and also how I might steal one. Yeah, I guess so. But he probably can't. Actually, he probably shouldn't talk about that because his job will come after him. Um, so, uh, our guy Chuck had an incredible post up today Ooh. and I, I would like to share it specifically and, and your insight is invaluable here. Um, actually let me go over cause I, I asked him if I could share it and he couldn't find a way to do it. So he's like, just take it. I'm like, no problem. I always want to, I always want to ask before I steal cause I just might be given it. It might be given to me. Let me see if it's doing well on the, uh, it's not doing too well on the Facebook page. So we'll do it here. The uh, top 10 death threats chicks send. <laughs> what? <laughs> top 10 death threats chicks send. Number 10. You know what? Number 9. Oh, okay. Number oh. 8. Number 8. Why would I be mad? <laughs> Number 7. Do what you want. Number 6. I just think it's funny how... <laughs> Five, do you, four, excuse me, three, and these are the absolutely like devastating ones, the top three death threats chicks send. Number three, no worries. (laughs) No, I say that all the time. Number two, it's all good. And the number one death threat sent to men by women, have fun. So I am... I say no worries all the time, and I really do mean no worries. I, maybe I should say Akuna Matata so people will understand that, like, I'm literally fine. But I also say, yeah, fine. So I'll be like, yeah, okay, fine. That's literally what I'll say. Yeah, okay, fine. What are your death threats you send to Thomas? Usually there's a period at the end. It's very short. I don't I don't know. I don't think I send death threats because I don't, I don't like it when he does that to me, so I try my hardest not to do that to him. So I, I mean, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, and maybe Thomas can confirm this, he is off today. Um, maybe he can confirm that I don't actually do that that often because I really hate it. Like I loathe it when people do it to me. I, I bet there are things that he takes as death threats. Probably. That you don't know that you're doing, so I would love to hear those. Probably. Um. Janet just texted and I lost my train of thought. I I, I am disappointed that uh, a lot of a lot of people ruined the K for me because <laughs> I would often respond with just that. And I wasn't trying to be like flippant or indignant or rude, but many people were, and then I had to take K out of my texting repertoire. So I have an email my email signature when I'm annoyed with someone is my initial like a like I won't say regards I won't say talk soon I won't say have a good weekend I'll just say a like signed a (laughs) yeah don't fuck with me um some quick local things uh I was downtown today to pick up the banners that I had forgotten at the imagination station (laughs) And I saw uh, the Trinity Church. Are you familiar with it? Sort of, yeah. Um, are they the ones that are doing the tiny homes? I don't think so, but they might be. Mm. Trinity mm. Church is right across from the Imagination Station on Summit Street. Mm-hmm. 
So they have a thrift shop there, uh, like next oh, to yeah. new. So that was super yeah. cool. I know they do a lot of AA meetings. And yep. uh, they also, much to my surprise, have a Black Lives Matter banner hanging out of the church. Oh, nice. So that was very surprising. Also, um, I saw the new scooters that um, are now going to be set all over downtown. Different kinds of scooters, like ones you can ride on with your butt and then ones that you can ride on uh, with both feet. They're all set up from this company called Vio, and they're today the city did a, a little press conference sharing what they are and what they do and why they're here. Um, another way to get around downtown, it's, I think it's a lot like the Taligo bike program. So there are lots of scooters in and around downtown now. Interesting. Can we take one out? Let's go get on a scooter and ride around downtown. I've never been on one. So like full disclosure, I might crash because <clears> I have a hard time controlling things, but with a, with my hands, <laughs> like I need a pedal. Okay. Uh, go for it. No, you have to come with me. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, I like I never did the Taligo bikes, and I actually uh-huh. asked a friend. It was like, does anybody ride these things? And I'll just have to put it as inconclusive for now because of winter time and COVID. Like again, I'll say this. I think the bike lovers of Toledo Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are far louder than they are large. Yes. Um, Kind of like lots of people on the internet. Um, (laughs) I was talking. There's more bark and no bite. There's a little bite, but I was talking to somebody and I was trying to gain some insight. I'm like, what do you know about this? And, And he told me that. It can't be called like a bike lane that they're building downtown. Like it's a bike track or something. Like bike people are very snobby and very elitist, but whatever. Um, Yeah. It's just not my preferred way of transportation. Good for you. I'd rather get the steps in. So So what I do think that we're going to see, especially if like, no offense, especially if these scooters start to pop up like all over, like say near like. You're cutting um, out. The Glass City Metro Park. Damn it. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. So one of the things that I, one of the things I think we'll see, I remember one year I went to go watch the fireworks with Thomas downtown. We were right by middle grounds, like by the dog park in Owens Corning. And this girl, there's like a bit of a hill when you're coming from middle grounds and you're going towards Owens Corning, just yeah. a bit. This girl was on a scooter, the stand up kind, not one where she sits on it. She was standing up, but it was motorized. And she was hauling ass on that scooter. She had a baby strapped to her chest. She had a baby, at least a seven-month-old baby, attached to her chest, like in those little baby harness things. As she was hauling ass on her scooter during the 4th of July, I do feel like we're going to see some pretty questionable shit on these scooters in downtown Toledo, in the east side of Toledo, and like up towards Old West End. Like, it's going to get interesting. It's possible uh, with, like, there's golf carts over da- all over downtown, so you get the bikes. And, uh, I mean, with downtown continuing to emerge and explode, there's going to be a lot more people. So be yeah. careful. Watch out for yeah. people. Um, another downtown thing, but also another part of the Solheim Cup that I think people are some people are getting tired of hearing about. Well, too bad. Um there was a story on 13 ABC and it was a girl taking a selfie. And I was like, she's hot. And I'm like, I also 
she's familiar. It was Zaya Cook from uh, Rogers and South Carolina, the basketball college basketball team. Uh, there's going to be a, a pop-up selfie museum to celebrate uh, the Solheim Cup and explain who and what Toledo is with these selfies. And it's going to happen on oh. uh, 333 North Summit on beginning on August 20th through the end of the event. That's very cool. You take a lot of selfies? I can't, I can't even hear you. Really? Why not? I don't know. It was like going in and out. So I was hearing you go over the selfie story. Normally, it corrects itself by then. But, well... Um, that I was, was just, struggling. But anyway, that, I think that's really cool. So there's like a selfie gallery. Correct. Yes. I'm surprised that it's not closer to the cup, but I guess it's downtown where there's lots of Solheim festivities happening anyway. So that'll be a, another, you, another cool addition. How do you enter your photo into the selfie gallery? It's a good question. I don't know. I guess you have to be there. Maybe you have to be there. Oh. Um, I did not read the story that thoroughly or when I what the part I did read, I didn't see how you do it. Maybe you can just upload it somewhere. Um, but plenty to do with the Solheim Cup, so. Yeah, very good. Uh, quick, uh, medicine update. I want to knock on wood. I think I might have told you this yesterday. So I'm Mm -hmm. Friday night, Friday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days into the medication swap. And I don't feel tired. Very good. is like a goddamn revelation because (laughs) my boss, Dana, was like, are you sleeping better? I'm like, no, but if I have energy, I don't really care. So doesn't doesn't it feel so good? I feel like a different human being, and this yes! is, this is only from like going from like uh, we're talking energy on a normal day. In the past, I'd be like a two. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like two seven. Mm-hmm. So I hope this is the result of the Wellbutrin the, the Wellbutrin doing what it's supposed to. Um, so, so far, so good. Good. That's good. So let's do that update, you know, in a couple days and see where you're at then. And then, you know, consistently, I'm happy to hear it again. I think I told you this a long time ago. There's no greater feeling than like being, you know, making some changes in your health and then starting to feel the positive effects of that. There's no better feeling. No, you're right. You're right. Um, cause more than anything, like it was just this circle of frustration and doom. Mm-hmm. I was frustrated that I was tired. I was tired that I was frustrated, and we just go around and around and around and around. <laughs> yeah. and around. Right, Kinda right, like exactly. Why I was on Cymbalta to begin with? Like I kept having these soft tissue strains and injuries, and I'd get MRIs, and they'd be like, "You've got inflammation." I know, but like I know, but what's causing it? Nobody could figure it out. Um, and to battle depression and anxiety, you should work out and be active. But I can't work out and be active because something's always strained. It, it was, boy, that those were some of the closest times I was going to fling myself in the traffic. Well, I'm glad you didn't. What would I do? What would I do? You never would have met me anyway if I did it then. Well, and you can't do it now because now I've met you. I know. I know, I know, I know. Speaking of close circles, um, mm-hmm. I called my dad today. How'd that go? It was fine, as I suspected. He's the he was going to be the easier call, so it was all good. We didn't even talk about any kind of like uh, stressful discourse or anything like that. So that's good. You look just like your dad. I don't know if some people like that, other people don't like that. But in one of your pictures specifically, I think I maybe commented on it or maybe I didn't. But you really do look just like your dad when he was younger. 
I think it's cool that you drink this early in the day. Um, <laughs> or Jade is making pot brownies. It's just the, it's the big nose. So here, I go cherry pick. I go cherry pick. Cherry pick other people's pictures. I want you to do that. I want you to go find the pictures that you're talking about and put them side by side because I think there's very little more than just the nose. Which yes, I definitely sat sadly got my dad's large nose. I'm afraid if I do that, it's going to knock me off. Not now. You just got knocked off. I should have listened to myself. It yeah, knocked me off. Not now. Just later on. This isn't that. I want to see them later on. Um, well, I did just ho- just like hop onto Facebook. So I hopped onto Facebook when I did that. And I saw a nice picture of our Toledo mayor on one of those scooters. And oh, somebody said, I cannot unsee this. Yeah. <laughs> when you were talking about being on the scooter, I thought about like you and Thomas or Thomas and big. <laughs> you're fine. He's bigger. And the mayor, the mayor is bigger too. Big people on little, on little vehicles. It's an interesting look. Can you, in addition to sending me the picture of me and my dad, can you send me that picture too? Yes, I can. Okay. Um. Oh, oh, and as I try to keep up with these daily TikToks, mm-hmm. I cannot look at myself with my face so clean. Ugh, I, ugh. What do you mean? I shaved. Like I can feel skin. Oh, really? Did yeah. you shave? Yeah, you can. Because my beard had grown in weird. And I'm like, there was a so, some spot on the right side of my face. And that's where some of them, that's where the gray hairs are. But there's only like a couple of them. And the the spot looks like there's a, a patch of gray. And I'm like, that's not gray. It just grew in weird. So I'm like, screw this and just shaved it all off. And now I can feel my skin. And I don't like the way I look at all. Any of the young fellas listening, that just lets you know that you'll have a patchy beard for the rest of your life. Get over it now. Me? (laughs) No, anybody. Like, that's something that I've known men to be, like, insecure about their beards or, like, how their beard is Uh. growing or the patchiness of their beard. And, like, from my perspective, as a woman, like, from a woman's perspective, and I have female friends, I don't think we have ever spoken about somebody's, like, irregular-looking beard. Unless it's just not, like, groomed. Then we might, like, talk some shit about it. <coughs> Thomas. <coughs> Thomas. <laughs> but, um, like, other than that, eh, you know, I'm sure your beard is fine, Patch Adams. Me? Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't like it. And you can kind of see it in those pictures that I posted today. But of all the problems that I have... With, with my body and how I look, the one thing I have never complained about and been very thankful for is how my facial hair has grown in. Oh, good for you. Mine uh, grows in just fine. Your fa- <laughs> your facial hair? Do you have a beard? Do you have peach fuzz? I am like a light-skinned black person. Therefore, my facial hair, which I do get, and we, women should talk about it more, my little beard hairs, like the three or four that grow, grow in thick and black like it's so obnoxious like I don't know why they couldn't grow in blonde thick black hairs grow up under this chin every now and then your yeah. your hairs is, or is how I like my coffee thick and black that's right so I like my men um oh boy <laughs> very nice you're you're I'm on sorry. one today yeah I'm you you have been at work too long today <laughs> Jade put a little something in these cupcakes she did <laughs> Um, 
Okay, so let's talk about some celebrity stuff. Sure. Uh, I think the latest one to do it is Jake Gyllenhaal, who is uh, thrown out there oh. that he is not much of a bather. And, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, right? Yes, we did. And, and may, maybe I'm in the minority or the unpopular opinion, but as long as you don't smell, I don't have a problem with this. I don't care what other people do. You're absolutely right. Like Ashton Kutcher clearly gives himself a whore's bath daily, like pits, tits, and I'm sorry, I can't say that. He gets the the important parts, <clears throat> right? So Ashton Kutcher clearly does that. That's fine. If I can't smell you, I generally like don't care. But for myself, if I don't shower, I it's like there's a film on top of my skin that I just can't get rid of. My hands feel like funny. And I just don't feel good. Like, I feel gross. And so I need to then go get in the shower. I get it. Um, yeah. I was a lot like that. As as the memes would say, I, I feel like I was the originator or the genesis of some of the memes. When I did my crying and when I was trying to feel better, I would be in the shower. I would literally just yeah. go s- sit there. No crying, but just feeling really, really bad. Um, I like, I, I, I've always enjoyed bathing. I like the mm-hmm. same thing you do, getting that... Just getting that fresher feeling. But there were times, especially during COVID, where I went like four days without showering. And then <laughs> when I had my shower redone in February, there was definitely like maybe nearly a week where I didn't shower. And I could feel the grime on my body. But after a couple of days, like not after a couple of days, like two or three days of not showering, like I was fine. And thankfully, I'm not a naturally smelly person. I mean, I've never heard, I mean, besides like women maybe getting like yeast infections or something, like I've never heard of negative effects um, on the body from not showering, you know, after like missing a shower every other day or going like two days without showering or three days. I've never heard of like a negative from that. And I, I mean, I think there's some cultures where you actually can't like during some high holidays like, and there's some cultures where you can't use like soaps. I, I'm not even kidding. I won't say specifically what culture, but like I live near them and I w- always wanted to know, like they would come in from work and they would s- literally smell and it would be more than one person. So I'm like, okay, there's some, there's some, something it is in common here. So that must mean it's something culturally related. And I learned that it, there was something culturally related, but um, again, there's nothing that's terrible that's going to happen to you you're not spending large amounts unless it's somebody you lay next to at night every night like it's fine i i don't care you know like i'll give i don't really give my opinion on it other than well this is what i do and this is why because i feel dirty i have to take a shower for my own mental health but no judgment to those who don't yep next unpopular opinion okay i do believe it is very hard to run from parts of our DNA. Um, I always yes. like to say that I, I think people are are pretty selfish. Um, and that goes back to, you know, however long humans have been around, a quarter million years. Like, you needed to stay alive, you needed to feed yourself and take care of your family and make a bigger family. Mm-hmm. Um, there are just some parts of our, our DNA I don't think you can run from like we've seen it during the pandemic. Um, when when adversity sets in, we become selfish and we protect those who are closest to us. It's it's our you know natural instinctual reaction, and sure. you can shed some of it and um, lean into 
social norms and and what's become more traditional or conventional. Uh, again, I'll use the example for a lot, only for like a 150 years, maybe a little more than that. People have gotten married because they love each other. Before they got married for cows, for business, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and only it, it's pretty recent that we've done it for for love. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So, not being able to run from your DNA real far, and um, as long as he is not misleading anybody, and they're okay with it, I got zero problem with what Nick Cannon is up to. Oh my God, I'm so glad we're talking about this. I don't I don't know. I guess I don't have much of a problem either. I think he said some things though that didn't sit well with me, but it's also one of those things where I'm like, you know what? This is none of my business. He's pretty well off, so it's not like you can argue that like he's having all these kids that are going into the system or that are gonna have right. a poor quality of life. You can't argue that. With, I mean, these women are choosing to have babies with him, knowing he already has like a dozen. So I, I don't, I don't get it. Like I don't, I don't get it, and I, I would say I don't agree with it, but I don't care at the same time. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point. Um, maybe they're having babies with him, knowing there's gonna be like, like it's it's polyamorous in some ways, but he's worth a lot of money, and I think he. I don't know if he expresses his thoughts real well. Like I tried, I do my best and he obviously has a much wider audience. Like, I don't know if he avoids landmines real well, but I think one of the things he did say was, I know what I love and I love my family. So he seems quite devoted to his very large family, wives, women, he's slept, the, the baby mamas, the children, especially. So it seems they seem to be well taken care of. And as long as it's not some kind of, cult or again he's being deceitful to them if they're signing up for it willfully and they know what it is i got no problem because again you're you're right they're not you know fucking into poverty or anything i think the only thing that maybe is a little that i'm like hmm i don't know if we're thinking about this is like he's thinking about what he wants to do and like he's like well i love family i love my family but those babies are not going to have the same like, um, like, you're right, like, unless there's some sort of polyamorous relationship here, unless they are that, that like, family that lived out in Vegas that was on TLC all the time. The, the Duggars? Like, the, no, not the Duggars, the other ones, the other ones, the, uh, my sister wives, the sister wives family. Like, those ladies lived all in one cul-de-sac. At one point, they lived all in one home. So, like, the brothers and sisters could play with each other, and they would see their dad <clears> every day. In this case... The more kids he has, the more time he's going to have to utilize effectively so that they will have, like, dad time. And you know what I mean? At this point, these kids are going to grow up knowing their mom more than they're going to grow up knowing their dad. And I think that may be the only thing that's not being thought through or it is being thought through and he doesn't care. Neither does the mom. And again, that's still none of my business. But like that, when you're thinking like, well, I love family and I'm not going to be here forever and I want to make sure that I'm leaving like a legacy and all of that. Okay, but think about that individual child that you're birthing who's not who's only going to see his dad 20 percent of the year because you have 10 other kids. You know what I mean? It's a like you'll you'll get Christmases with your dad. Like, I don't think they do Christmas, but like you'll get you know, holidays, your birthday with your dad, like every five years, because he's got all these other kids that he's got to have, you know, Christmases or birthdays or holidays with. 
totally fair. Um, but I'll counter that with like much like how seventy-five per, a 75% healthy LeBron James is better, uh-huh. is still better than mostly everybody in the NBA. 20% of Nick Cannon being a dad might be better off than who that person might have wound up with if there was even a dad at all. I suppose. I mean, I guess that's true. But I am like, I am a professed daddy's girl. Like, I'm incredibly grateful for, like, the fact that my dad was in my life until I was 18, like, every day. So, and I feel sad for some of the people who never had that, you know, even if their, even if their dad was not the caliber of dad that society expects, it sucks, you know? So that's like, that's what I think. Like those, the memories that I have are not going to be the same memories that his kids have, but they will also have memories of vacationing in Dubai and being able to go over to the Maldives and like stay in those little huts above the water and like see their daddy on TV and you know, so they'll have tons of shit. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so what he can't make up with in time, per se, he can with resources. And I'm guessing he's going to have a reality show for as long as he wants for all these people, right? I suppose. I don't know. He seems like the type, though. Do you think he'd do that? Well, the rest of them, someone will watch them. That's true. So is is Nick Cannon, in fact, for the streets? Is he somebody that we would refer to as for the streets? What does that mean to you? When he's just laying down D everywhere. Like, just, you get a baby, and you get a baby, and you're cute. You look like I'll have some good DNA from you. You get a baby. You get a baby. You get a baby. Um. Just slanging his D all over the streets. I guess I should have read more into it, whether it's that, or (laughs) cementing his legacy, or, like, some medieval European king who just keeps <laughs> fucking women and seeing if he could get a male heir so that there will be a Louis the 14th and Louis the 15th and all this other stuff. Nick Cannon the 8th. <laughs> What's that? Nick Cannon the 8th. Isn't it Henry yeah. the 8th that was doing that? Uh, they all did it. They all did it. Yeah. I think true. we have our girl. Hello. Well, hello there. How are you guys? Finally. Hi. Hi, is this our little Alex? Hey, when are yes. you getting married? I'm excited. Oh, so we did. We picked October 1st of 2022. Oh, that's that's okay. Mercury is retrograde, but that doesn't mean it's a okay. bad day. It okay. just means that if you're going to be doing anything that day, be careful of. I mean, really cross your T's, dot your I's, because with Mercury, the planet of communication, and retrograde, anything can happen during that time. So it's like you, it's not a bad day. It's a good day because you're favorable. I love your chart. You're astrologically wonderful. And so is he. But it's just, you know, it's a day that you might feel a little bit, um, you know, like a lot of intensity that day, which is obviously the case because you're getting married. So go figure, right? That's, That's going to happen. I'm so excited for you. That's good to know. I do te- so I do tend to be somebody that organizes myself so I don't have to feel stressed. So like if I'm going good. to travel on a vacation, I tend to do things good. like seven days in advance so I'm not scrambling the night before. I have well, a- you're mo- that you're getting married on a Friday, which is interesting versus a Saturday. No, it's October first of twenty twenty two. So it's a Saturday. Oh, twenty twenty two. Yes, okay, okay. So Mercury will not be retrograde. We're in the clear. It's a good oh, day. 
I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. So I, that's right. I keep thinking I was going to say, I better get an invitation. No, I'm just kidding. No, You're going to probably have well, a lot of people there, um, which is so exciting. I hope not. I hope not. I, no. I, I Eric, are you trying to talk? Yes. Janet, you should not only get an invite, maybe our good friend can hire you. Uh, I would love that. I'll, I'll DJ the whole thing. No, no, you're the DJ. What am I saying? You're no, the DJ. No, no. Um, I have missed you guys tremendously. You've been super busy. Yeah, we're all busy. And I've actually had. I was down with the, the like a cold for a month. I thought oh, no. it was a COVID thing, and I got checked out. Doctor said no. It just. I, I just think it was just. Work, stress, but it was a whole month of that, starting July 3rd. Then I found out I had been at a wedding, and I had gotten bitten by all these mosquitoes. My doctor said, he said, I think you caught some kind of viral thing from the mosquitoes. It was an outside (gasps) wedding. Yeah, can you go figure? Oh, my God, for a whole freaking doggone month. But all is well, and you can tell I'm cheerful and happy, and everything's good right now. So we're in a good place, astral-wise. Jupiter, the planet of opportunity, is retrograding. For all you Sagges out there, people born under Sagittarius or Leos, you're kind of going through a little bit of a tizzy right now because with Jupiter, the planet of opportunity, in retrograde. Retrograde means it goes close to the Earth, and it doesn't ease up till around October 19th, which everything's going to start clearing up around that time because Mercury will also be retrograde September 27th through around October 19th as well. So starting October 19th, we're going to feel like everything's kind of in sync. The planets and the heavens are all at peace, which is wonderful. This has been, uh, astrology-wise, a pretty tame year. Not necessarily otherwise, but things have been good. You're right. You would, I see your posts, and you would have warned me. You would have been like, hey, such and such is happening here. No girls, no sex, no whatever else I would do. You can't go without sex. What are you talking I about? I totally can. Oh my God! You're you're aut- I, I know you're autonomous and all that good stuff, but you're you're like a chick magnet. So oh, I can't imagine stop it. you know you not having somebody on your arm. Oh, stop! You're just it, a little it. chick magnet. You cute little thing. You. Um. So have what- you seen those new pictures of him? No, I haven't. I have Mm. not seen any new pictures. He has not been in touch with me. He says we're going to have coffee, says a lot of things, but it never happens. Hold on. This is why for every, for the listeners, like, this woman has been promising coffee and blah, blah. You don't wake up. I even offered to pay for it. I even offered to buy the coffee. Coffee's a couple of bucks. I can afford my own coffee. I'm not that poor. Not a Starbucks it isn't. You're you're not up as early as I begin my day, so it's hard to do coffee. You know what? I learned a long time ago when I owned my own business, I said, I'm going to go into the office at 1030 or 11 or whatever, oh, but I do so start nice. at 930. Yeah. So I, I do. And yeah. So the planets are in sync. We have Mars and we have Venus, finicky Venus, because um, Venus is in Virgo. So there's a lot of chaotic, crazy stuff going on. And starting August 18th, 2021, when the goddess of pleasure and play, Venus, moves into the sign of Libra, we're going to feel a little bit more, I would say, magical, romantic. And, and that's going to be, Eric, a very, very good time for you, too, because romantically I think it's going to be a better aspect coming up around August 18th of 2021, which is going to be a good day for all of us. Excellent. Venus goes into it goes into the beautiful sign of Libra, and um, I think with the Sun being in Leo right now, that's also pretty favorable as well. 
till around August 20, then it goes into Virgo, blah, 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 and Virgo's tense, <laughs> picky and finicky. <laughs> oh, no, we don't like that. No. But, well, well, Virgo's actually a good sign because if you notice, people that are Virgos, they mainly focus on health care, um, they're service people, so they, and engineers. We all need Virgos in our lives because they are the ones that kind of keep it all together and compartmentalize everything. We all need Tauruses because they're the ones that are self-employed, autonomous. They love beauty and creativity. And so there's every sign, every person has a benefit. Everyone, you know, there, it just depends on, you know, how it's being aspected and so on and so forth. You sent me some birthdays here, yeah. but you asked me about somebody who's having a hard time meeting friends but there's no birthday to go along with it Wait, am did, i right hold hold on that was candace right oh yeah you're right i did yeah. i just now noticed april it. 12th 85 so this this girl candace um is she is born with with her planetary influences she's born under taurus so she's right on the cusp of taurus but I would say to her, she, you know, Torian people are interesting because they don't like a lot of change. They like consistency. I really like this girl, but she struggles with a little anxiety. And she's saying, should she move back home and that sort of thing? No, don't do that because right now, you know, you're going through. This is Candace, April, April 12th of 85. So she's born under the sign of Aries. Her moon is Capricorn, but she has some Torian influences too, which basically indicates that, she is a person who um, has a hard time with change, but once change takes place, it takes her a while to get used to it. She obsesses way too much about security, and she's sort of like one of these people that when she does something, she questions herself all the time. So my thought would be, no, you stick it out for a while, give yourself a year, and after a year, if you decide you want to move back home, then go ahead and do it. But don't do it right now because you're, you're caving in way too soon. Not a good time to do that. And, that's, and Aries people should actually have Aries with Taurus in their charts, which you're like that, Eric. You have the Taurus and the Aries. It's reversed. But um, I would say you don't want to make a change right now. You want to stay put for a while. And if things aren't any better, probably by, I would say, December, January 2022, then we can talk about it. But other than that, I would not make a big change. All right. Liz. Good old Liz. Liz is born under the sun. She's right on that cusp of cancer, and she's right on the cusp of uh, Leo because she's born July 23rd. 91. Her moon sign is in the sign of Sagittarius going into Capricorn. And she says, turning 30 has been hard. Will my 30s be a good decade for me? Yeah, you're going through your Saturn return. And oftentimes, uh, listeners have no, they, they know that I always talk about cycles we're in. And between the age of 27 to 30, you know, we go through our big adult cycle. So this is a big cycle for you. And when you enter your 30s, it's a, it's a period of maturity. What you did at the age of 20 to 24, which was another cycle, you don't do the same things at 27 to 30 and 31 years of age. You start to really emancipate yourself from all those bad habits. So I feel like it's going to be good. I think her difficult periods were clearly uh, 2019, uh, 2014 through 17. But this girl is moving into an amazing direction of her life where things are a lot calmer, easier, much, much easier. I love her chart. I love her work ethics. They're impeccable. You have some really amazing listeners because this girl is smart, intuitive, 
But, yeah, she is going to have a good 10 years. In fact, love is going to start blossoming more than ever for her. So it looks really good. Don't forget. I'm excited about that. I know for a fact, as a woman, your 30s are your sexual peak and prime. Yeah, really? and also for, for, for people in general, it's when you start to mature and you start to really know each other. But for women, you're absolutely right. It's when this is going to be a good aspect for people to make some changes. And for Evan, Evan is born, he is born March 22nd, 88, and he said his boyfriend cheated on him. And it, that's two in a row. What is, what's going on with me? Why do I choose these terrible people? Well, your choices suck. I mean, you, you tend to choose people that feel good in the beginning. This is Evan, March 22nd, 88, loving, sensitive, kind, good person. But there could be 20 Cadillacs, one's a lemon, and here we go for the lemon, not a good thing. So he has to understand that sometimes what he has to do is give himself, give himself a chance to get to know the person emotionally before he gets to know them physically. This is just what I would say. Because he's very uh, intuitive, but at the same time, He's sort of like getting involved more, like, you know, you find somebody you're attracted to, you, you know, kind of think, okay, this is a perfect situation, but it isn't. And then he has a hard time letting go of people. I think his choices haven't been good, but I think the impulsivity is what hurts him the most. He's an, he's an Aries, but he has that wonderful Gemini moon. I love his sense of humor. He's funny, great sense of humor. Work ethics, again, impeccable, creative, artistic really giving person by nature. But, yeah, let the person know your heart and your mind before you let them know anything else. That's what I would say. Give yourself a chance to breathe. Come up for air before you get into anything really heavy. And he does need to do that. He needs to start focusing more on the friendship as opposed to the actual sexual aspect of the relationship first. Wouldn't you agree, Alex? I would think so. Sometimes we have a tendency to go, by what we're attracted to, and that's our first impulse, that this is really the honeymoon stage. But in reality, we, we want to keep, you know, hoping that that relationship's going to work out. And with Evan's case, he is such a hopeful person with such a great sensitivity. He draws people in, and they're not good. So there might be something in his psychology that's causing him to jump in without thinking um, and getting to know the person a little bit, you know, the way they should. So I definitely feel that this, you know, this is going to be a good stage of his life where he's cleaning house. Starting December of 2021 into next year, Jupiter, the planet of love, expansion. I call it expansion and love. It expands on all that. It will move into the sign of Pisces. It's going to balance Evan out quite a bit. So he's going to really start feeling a little bit better. Till then, lay low for a while. Hey, Interesting. For the, for the new people, tell Tell them what the honeymoon period is and why you shouldn't be making any really serious decisions until? Well, until after six months, because the honeymoon cycle always is six months. And if you have a long-distance relationship, it's usually generally a year. So I always say when you're at a long, in a long-distance relationship, you know, you kind of spread it out a little bit longer because until you get to really know the person, I mean, haven't we often, I've had roommates in the past, you know, where I've, I've had roommates and all of a sudden, you know, you realize you're best friends and then you move in together. It's like, holy moly, I did that through college. And it's like, I thought we were best friends. And then you move in with that person and it's like, it's like reality kicks in. And it's like, this is not who I thought that person was. Because when you're connected to somebody after six months, the mask comes off. 
and then you see things more realistically. And we always call in psychology, because my background is obviously, you know, psychology, and I always say that it's the pretend stage. And it's like you, you want to be the best you can be, but at the same time, you know, you, you, you can't help but be who you are. And what was it that Oprah, who is one of my idols, said, you know, eventually people will let you know who they are. You know, just give them time to let them, you know, they will eventually, the mask will come off. So the honeymoon stage is the first six months of any relationship. And after six months, suddenly everything starts coming, you know, coming together. And, you know, the, the, the fact that he, you know, he burps and farts is cute in the beginning. But after a while, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is disgusting. So you start to see things more realistically. And that's what I'm always telling my clients. Just give it a little time. Let them, let let the relationship, uh, let it kind of, you know, um, marinate a little bit before you get into anything hot and heavy. Yep. I like it a lot. You need time to figure all these things out because there's yes. no, there's just, there's simply no way, even if you're spending almost every minute with somebody, which is impossible, but even mm-hmm. if you're really close and you've moved in after two months, even then you need time to let you see more of a human being. You simply yes. can't digest everything that someone is in a short period of time, no matter how much you're with them, because... Exactly. Like, like like with anything. I mean, you can use any example. You can't watch every damn show on Netflix in six months. We didn't know exactly. what COVID was going to be in six weeks of the beginning of 2020. You need time to make better decisions, and there's nothing wrong with saying you were wrong. I made a mistake. And the interesting thing about COVID, there's always a silver lining, is that people, a lot, many, many people broke up during this time. And why? Because they were, they were involved with each other, they were with each other, isolation, and they saw, they, they saw more because they weren't out working, they were this, they were home. And even, you know, I have clients that say, I never thought I, 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 I would not, I, was a, I always thought I was a great parent until my kids were home with me constantly. You know, I mean, things like that. And the interesting thing about astrology is what I always say. My dad was a great teacher. He always said it kind of gives you a little bit of a thumbnail sketch into what the relationship is really all about. Because astrology, will, you know, when clients come in, they sit on the edge of their seat because they've been to me forever, 25-plus years, and they'll say, okay, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about this girl? And I'll say, well, this is what you're going to end up seeing down the road. But astrology gives you that little peek into what the person's all all about and that's what's so fascinating about it so before you get into a relationship you go to somebody who's reputable it doesn't necessarily have to be me although i prefer it be me and then you can kind of get an idea of what you're dealing with and this way you can you can always you can always go back to notes or the recording and and see what how realistic this was because it's Giving you that little sneak preview into the person's actual personality. Are they cheating? Are they liars? Are they this? Are they that? I mean, really, it's 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 very interesting. I've missed it's unearthing. The, I've missed this relationship insight here on the uh, podcast. So it's great to talk to you again. I know I miss you guys so much, and I'm so excited about Alex. I'm still inviting you to get a reading. You, you know, whenever you want. So I would love to just for you and your honey to. You can record it, and it's on me. It'll be a treat that I'll give you. Aww. And if you just, oh, I would love to do that for you. You know, it's part of my little wedding gift for you. But Aww. I would love that. And just to, and, and bring your honey with you 
because oh. I'd love just to get an idea. And it doesn't, your relationship sounds fabulous, but at least we can sort of like see what's going on with his career and you and all that. It's more about that than you guys, because I'm sure you guys are fabulous. Yeah. Depends yeah. on the day. <laughs> I liked I liked I liked his energy. You gave me a little bit I think you gave me his birthday yeah. before when we were in the studio and I liked him. I thought he was a good guy. He is. He's and of course gentle. I love you, so we're good to go. Oh, thank you. Um I'll text you, stay healthy, stop getting COVID and all that stuff. I didn't have COVID. I'm fine. I'm good. But I am looking forward to talking to you guys again. So keep me posted, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, barring, barring any, anything else coming up, like on your schedule, we can do 3.30 next week. Whatever works for you. Awesome. I'm well, here. Bye. Bye, bye darlings. Take care. Bye-bye. Look at that. Her, honestly, her voice, it, it like relaxes my soul. <laughs> really? It does. It really does. I don't know if it's just the headphones. No, I don't think it is. Her voice is just really relaxing for me, which is funny because I know that like she's a talker. So sometimes yeah. the other person just cannot get a word in. So I, and she's a fast talker too, but it just relaxes me. It's very strange. It's her nature. Um, I mean, she's very caring. Yeah. I so I have been listening to this Yale lecture repeatedly for the last I don't know, God, must be at least a month. Um. Let me play some of it because his voice relaxes me as Janet relaxes you. Like mm-hmm. there are times where I'm like, I wonder when I fell asleep because that's where I want to restart the lecture at. If Janet, if I were trying to fall asleep to Janet, I would throw my phone. No, I could totally fall asleep to Janet. I, I felt bad because she asked for my input and I wasn't listening because I was like <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, I could probably pull this up, but I'll just... I'll do it with my phone instead. You pull it up through. His name is David Blight. That is re-elect Lincoln and Hall. Election of eighteen sixty-four. Can you hear this? Uh-huh. Being one of the, without a question, crucial turning points in the war, in a war that was so political. Oh yeah, I would have went to sleep. But spare the poets. I want to begin by placing you somewhere. Oh, I, I love it. I find yeah. him utterly, I messaged a friend. I was like, can we have him come to town and do a, a presentation? He was like, well, I don't think he has anything new out. And that course was, I think, like in the year 2008. And I'm just utterly fascinated by it. I'm, I don't know why I didn't Google him earlier to look for other things. He wrote, um, one of, I guess his biggest book release is a biography of Frederick Douglass. Interesting. Yeah, and there, I when I would is when I Google again, David Blight. He's a professor at Yale, and there's probably nobody that knows Lincoln and Douglas and the Civil War better than him. Um, when I was digging through the Google results, one of them was a video of him and Ta-Nehisi Coates. You know who that is, right? Uh, yes. Do you? No. He is the probably the greatest black thinker of our time. Hmm. I don't know why he's not ringing a bell. The last name Coates is, so I feel like I probably do know like his work, but it's just I don't know it by name. Uh, some of the books he's written, Between the World and Me, a book that he kind of like a biography he wrote for his son. He uh-huh. has also done, he's also, uh, he also pushed like in the, maybe five, six, seven years ago, he had a very long, we'll call it an essay, The Case for Reparations. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
I know I've brought him up to you before, and then maybe this will yeah. really hit. And then maybe like five years or so ago, he got to write Black Panther. And he will also write, I think, there's so many of these damn projects in the hopper. I think he will write Michael B. Jordan's Black Superman uh, project. So I know him by face. And like I could put his face to his work, just not his name. So I understand. Well, there you I just go. looked him up. Maybe yeah, there he is. Maybe he'll he'll make you fall asleep. I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's just some things I cannot do without falling asleep. I have a really hard time. Falling asleep or not falling asleep? Not falling asleep. Sorry. Hmm. God, must like be nice. I will fall asleep. No, because normally I actually have a hard time sleeping. But there are some voices that just really put me to sleep. Like Janet should do like a YouTube video or something, and I'll play it before bed on the nights that I know I'm going to have a hard time sleeping. Janet's guided meditation to you falling asleep. Yes. Oh, she should totally do that. Uh, what do you have planned for the rest of your day? Um, not a whole lot. Just, yeah, not a whole lot. Andrew lost a tooth last night. So I feel like moments like that, I always try to go see him because he's growing. He's getting so big. Um, what's the and tooth, that's pretty much it. What's the tooth fairy delivering these days? I don't know, probably like 20 bucks. It's really? a front tooth. I honestly, like my aunt, my aunt commented on the post yesterday and was like, oh, that's a $10 tooth. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Are they not a dollar anymore? Like, when did the tooth fairy like come into some cash? Like, is she being taxed on her services? You know, what the hell? Inflation. Yeah, I guess so. Um, So Amanda went up to, there's a show with Green Day and I think Fallout Boy at Comerica Park. Oh, nice. And- She's going up to that, but today is a day where you, she usually has her son. Um, so her ex has um, agreed to like pick him up, and you, mm-hmm. sometimes that's a problem. Um, so there is a car seat in the back of my car because even I, I know now um, to be the backup here, like because he has canceled on her on. on at bad times often. Mm-hmm. So she left to go off to Detroit like 15 minutes or so ago. But it's still very possible her ex could be like, ah, oh, you know, I just I just can't get him. Although he knows that I am on standby, which might make him absolutely make sure he gets picked up from daycare and spends the night there. So then would you have, would you pick him up and then watch him for the night? Uh, she would be back. She'll be back at like a reasonable time. Yeah. How inebriated she is will depend on where he is. Because I so. if I have him, we'll be over at her place because yeah. he doesn't like he doesn't do dogs. So Oh yeah, that's right. He's such a cutie pie. That picture of him like with the glasses and he's like looking over the top yeah. of the glasses. I just I love it so much. I wanna meet him. He's so cute. Did you did you see any of the videos she you did see the video yeah. she posted, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I was so happy he could get to the imagination station with his little desire energy. and and it, not not his, not his energy. Just he loves watching how things work, and yeah. um, I guess as part of his autism, he's always trying to. He's always like Amanda has shown me before. Like he will rub his cheek on the side of a book or on a book page, mm-hmm. and there's some autism phrase. I can't Sensory? remember. 
something like that. Yeah, and a man explained it to me. And just watching his gaze fixed on the balls going through the machine at the imagination station, like I could envision him doing just that. And he did. Um, so they got a membership, and I'm so glad he had Aww. such a good time. And much Aww. like me, like after an hour, we're out of there. Let's go. <laughs> that's so funny. What do you have? So then that's what you're, you're essentially on standby for the day then. Yeah, on standby for that. And it's a quiet week at work. Like it was a couple of busy weeks to get everything ready for Jeep Fest. Um, successful, and now, you know, it's kind of tame around here. Thankfully. Will you um, call me when you're done so I can go over that stuff I wanted yes. to talk to you about? Yes. Yeah. It's related to that tech, that picture I sent you. Oh, uh, on that, I found the uh, the Mayor Wade picture and I put it on Toledo Reddit. <laughs> my God. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty funny. Scott, my old boss, um, tweeted it out. And I guess Amy Voigt is the photographer from the... From the what?! What? Just I got blocked by somebody. By who? By Amy Voigt. Why? Who would block me? As in you're not friends with her anymore? No, you, like I can't. I, I can't see her tweets. Oh, does it say because you're blocked? It just says I'm blocked. Oh, jeez. Who, who blocks me? Oh. Like just mute me. I'll have to dig Dang. into this. But yeah, it's the mayor. You see him head on and he's got a big smile, right? Yeah, with his suit on. Oh, he he didn't have a suit on Saturday. I was so proud of him. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. And that woman with him, I knew that that wasn't his wife. It was Nan Whaley, the mayor of Dayton. Oh, was it? She was here on Saturday and uh, Dan Ortiz, I guess, ran into her. I think she might have gone to, what the hell's Mano's now? The place in Uptown. Uh, but yeah, as she was here kind of like kicking off her uh, gubernatorial campaign. Interesting. Oh, she's got a campaign. Yeah, she's running for governor. So does the Cincinnati mayor, I think, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Interesting. Good um, for her. They uh, they went, and she was great, I mean, in terrible circumstances with the Dayton shooting a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. It really put her on the map, though. Kind of like uh, Gretchen Whitmer and COVID. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, okay, call me when you're done. Call okay, me in a little bit. I got to get this uh, all set up and posted, but I'll talk to you. Okay. All right, bye.